One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Spinnerville. What's up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. Yes, I'm sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden. Talking about football. The first round of the playoffs is in the books. It was an exciting weekend of playoff football. We are having a good time uh, watching as our teams did what we do and watch the playoffs. So, <laughs> True. <laughs> Another True. year of uh enjoying it um with our teams at home but it was still fun it was worth it and the first time they had a monday night um a monday night football game and apparently it was wildly successful of course yes they, they have a wednesday night football everybody watch it uh but but yeah man um not to brag but we do have our pigskin playoff pick them, and I'm number one. I don't know what else to say about How'd that. You, so. Oh, were you good? Did you were yeah, you, did, you were first place? I don't know if I mentioned that before we got on, but um, <clears throat> is there so there's nobody else better than you? No, it's not tied or anything. No, I'm just currently <laughs> you're just you're just I'm the just best. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I called it all, and and the, I'm more proud because they ask different stuff like. Over under points and yards and stuff like that, and I was nailing all of that shit. I feel like number I one, I'm on the pulse. Here. Yeah, number one. Number one. Is that also? Would that be a way for me to describe like my Georgia Bulldogs? Can I say yes. that too? Yes, oh, they, they're relate. also. You can relate uh, to this. <laughs> they're number one, right? I didn't. You speaking of not mentioning things, I, you <laughs> you had not mentioned that Georgia Bulldogs were number one. I just couldn't remember if that was how I'm. Am I allowed to say that out loud? Yeah. Skip, what yeah. were you doing there? I just we're on uh, we're remote, and all I saw was a a a dick with like droopy skin on the front, looked like a bulldog dick. Yeah, uh, I uh, I invited Uga over for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me that red rocket. <laughs> yeah. And by lunch, I mean I'm on the grapefruit and uh, red rocket <laughs> diet, basically. The lipstick is out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, what a weekend of football. I guess we can go through each game um, and, and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of um, – I sort of came in and out of – uh, most of the weekend, because we were we were celebrating my wife's fiftieth birthday Happy on Sunday. Happy birthday to yeah. you, uh-huh. um, which was lovely. Um, but we did all the whole family gathered around the television on Saturday night to watch the Bengals versus the Raiders. Water. Uh, Saga has decided that she's a Bengals fan, and yes. she decided she she made this decision when the Bengals 
were like winless. This was like maybe three or four years ago. When they were trash. When they were bad, really bad. Um, yeah. And she's hung in there. To her was credit, it, was it was it uniform based like a lot of Bengals fans? Oh yeah, it was all about yeah. the helmet. Yeah, yeah. It, it started with the helmet, uh, <clears throat> but she she hung in there week after week. She kept picking them, even though we kept telling her that's a dumb idea. Uh, and now here they are. They got the a lot of hype. Sometimes I, I talk about mm-hmm. this a lot, especially with the draft. That um, a draft doesn't. It doesn't like immediately turn the team around, right? Uh, but I guess the draft pick is coming around now, and Joe Burrow looks great. Yeah, he looks great. He's uh, yeah. and he he did get injured last year, and their season yeah. basically fell apart. But they also didn't have enough. Like they needed another draft to get that line right. And yeah, and, and also considering right. considering that. Um, <clears throat> Jamar Chase was was supposed to drop every ball that was thrown to him this year. He's, yeah, nobody. I didn't really buy into that shit. That was because so there stupid. wasn't because there wasn't a stripe on the ball. Uh, apparently, <laughs> so I was like, what are you guys talking about? Dumb. These guys have been catching all types of balls all their lives, man. These people just yeah. say dumb shit. However, um, it's time for me to. Uh, I got to pull out my uh, steaming plate of humble pie, <laughs> and uh, and eat it because I said. That I would have to retire. First of all, apologize to Saga. My apologies yeah. uh, for for mm-hmm. shitting on your coach, not your team, your coach. I have no problem with the Bengals. I have a little small right. place in my heart for the Bengals because um, they're the one team that did let um, uh, a black coach be mediocre <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marvin Lewis. <laughs> so I always appreciated that and their ownership. It's the Brown family, right? They're called the uh, uh, the Bengals. So I had no hate on that, but I never <laughs> ever liked Zach. Did you hear that, Zach Taylor? Who, there it is. Who I'm I'm now calling Zach forever. So I have to officially retire uh, the Wag Taylor because he won a playoff game. He won a playoff yep. game. Uh, I have to add. That he tried to lose, but he made some questionable decisions he, down the stretch. He for made sure. questionable decisions down the stretch <laughs> if, uh, against a replacement coach. Yeah, and he did we'll, not uh, get out coached by a backup coach. So let's uh, get into the let's get into the details because I don't disagree with yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of hype coming into this game. Uh, you know, the Raiders' whole in-season drama. Mm. Uh, obviously was talked about the fact that they had not won a playoff game in I think 19 years Bengals hadn't won one in 31 years yeah um so that's that's a long time to wait for your first playoff win I did pick Um, them to win though for the record I knew they were a better team and the Raiders they they came out their opening drive looked very promising despite the fact that it only led to a field goal but it but it began like kind of it, it, it sort of started to show what what can only be described as what we can now say was was more like a trend as we saw like several of their drives killed by false start penalties or holding penalties like yep. this became a problem for them throughout the entire game yeah. uh the Bengals on the other hand rolled out the Joe Burrow Jamar Chase show early and often yeah. I mean that opening drive was like ten plays. I think he threw it to Chase like at least four, maybe five times. Yeah. Um, but then of course he ended it with an absolute laser 
to uh, Uzama, Uzama for the yeah. first touchdown. I mean, he that guy had three dudes draped all over him, and he just zapped it in there. That was dope. Um, then the Raiders, of course, had another false start, pushed them back on their next drive, <laughs> uh, which ultimately ended with a Trey Hendrickson strip sack fumble recovered by Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, that, that was nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I the, probably the worst thing that happened to the Bengals in this game is that it, eventually Hendrickson left with a concussion and Ogunjobi, yeah. I'm not sure what he injured, what ankle or yeah, knee had, or something. Yeah, they had two tackles go down. I was like, man, they need to. Uh, I don't know what Jeez. their availability will be for next week, but you could definitely sense their their absence in the second mm. half. Yep. Um, because they didn't get as much pressure in the second half and, and having these two guys off the field it made a big difference, I think. Um, yeah, the Raiders shot rolling, themselves. Man. Yeah, the Raiders shot themselves in the foot again on whoa, the ensuing kickoff. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you get yeah. to the to the the big play, the second touchdown? Uh, not yet. Okay, okay. Because I actually think that this play was like, you know, for you tape heads who want to go back and watch the tape. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this the ensuing kickoff where where Peyton Barber. Oh, okay. You know, tried to do this thing where where you grab the ball with your feet out of bounds, right? Yeah. But he grabbed it before his feet went out of bounds. So instead of the ball being automatically spot at the thirty-five yard line, which is by rule what would have happened had he done it correctly, I thought uh, it was the forty. The, now, is it thirty-five? I think it's the thirty-five. Okay, my bad. Um, and then the, so instead of taking over on the thirty-five yard line, uh, the Raiders have to start the drive from the two-yard line. Yeah, stupid. Right. So. Two plays later, they get another false start. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the play after that, Carr damn near gets tackled for a safety, right? They get him right at the goal line. They're forced to basically punt out of their own end zone. And and I understand, like, it's easy. It, it was only 10 to 3 at this point, and it's early in the game. He should have just it's thrown like, it in the air. He should have just thrown it in the air like another player we're going to talk about later when he's in. <laughs> Almost like a sort of a, a twisting sky hook. Yeah. Kinda, yeah, Jabbar right? would be proud. There were three quarterbacks this year. We'll get to it later. Yeah, yeah there were three quarterbacks this year that did something dumb like that. That yeah. one was the worst I'd seen of the yeah. three, I think. Insane. Uh, He's like, somebody's yeah, catching so, this. <laughs> right. So then, of course, the two teams traded some field goals. The Raiders decided to give the ball to Josh Jacobs, which I thought was really smart. Yes. Uh, Why he, didn't they do that before? He, he looked, yeah, he looked really good. He had there was one drive where he had back to back plays. He had a ten yarder followed up by a thirty five yard run. It was he was he was good. But then we get to as you suggested, it was the second touchdown, controversial TD. What do they call it? An erroneous whistle, I guess you call it. Yeah, they were calling it on the broadcast. The uh, broadcasters acted Earl, like they had no fucking clue. I was annoyed by that. I have mixed feelings about how the whole thing played out. So okay. let's let's get it. So the play itself. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. First of all, it has to be said, Burrow. I know it wasn't quite the same as as Joe Montana to uh, Dwight Clark, but it had it had a similar vibe to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way he rolled out, yeah. took his time, extended the play, uh, did not throw the ball away, found the open guy. After the uh, Tyler Boyd touchdown catch, 
Uh, and if you go back again, you got to go back and watch the tape, bro. Um, <laughs> I thought it live. I was like, oh, they blew the whistle. I thought it was going to be over. I did too. I, I was, was like, like oh, man, they're celebrating too, man. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so the NFL explained after the game that the officials determined that he caught the ball before the whistle blew. That's false. It's false as fuck. It's false. If you go back and watch the tape, it literally is a split second before the ball hits his hands. Uh, or or uh, a split second after he releases the ball. Because you see the ref looking and thinking he's out of bounds. And he's the one who blows the whistle, the side judge. Actually, no. I, I, I actually did. I know we joke about the tape, but I did actually go back and watch the tape. Okay. And, and the moment that the whistle hits, you pause it. You see Boyd in the air, <clears throat> and the ball is about, I would say, like the anywhere from. It, no, 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 no. It's in the end zone. Oh wow! The ball is anywhere from like five to ten feet away from his hands when the whistle okay. was blown. Um, so that's that's what I saw when I went back and and watched the tape. the tape. Yeah, tape. Um, I, here, my take on it is this: I understand the rule. Mm-hmm. And the people who are, you know, the purists who are saying that the whistle blew before he caught the ball, it, it can't be a touchdown. Like, it, it, the, the rule says that if there's an erroneous whistle, you're supposed to replay the down. Um, that being said, I'm okay with what they did. Yeah. Cause it based on been, the fact that I think, yeah. based on the fact that I, I feel like it had no effect on the actual result of the play. You had three Raiders that were in the vicinity. One was covering another guy and another one was just lost in space. Yeah, like he, was. he was at least looking the away, wrong way. Not covering, yeah. <laughs> not covering anyone and looking the wrong way. And the only guy who was close to him wasn't, wasn't even close enough to make a play on the ball. Yeah. And, and it's he, not like he so, thought he heard the whistle and stopped running or something. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I get that. But a rule is a rule. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm here for the idea of a, making a judgment call as being a good thing. Um, I, I think there are other situations and other penalties that pop up during the game that I think where, where the refs should be allowed to make more of a judgment call in, in certain situations where they're not able to. Yeah. Uh, and I also and I, I will I'll be the first to admit that that will probably lead to inconsistencies. Um, but I just couldn't stop thinking that, like, how would people have reacted had they taken this touchdown away? Yeah. You I know think what I they mean? were thinking that, too, <laughs> in the moment. Like, I mean, he was going to. I don't think you could really describe it as in, in, in any other way than, than they were just robbed of a touchdown. Right. If you were a neutral fan and yeah, you had And the no, ref fucked no... up. Like, the ref fucked up. And it's not Burrow's fault. It's not the receiver's fault. And... It, it's not like it would have hurt. It's not like it affected the defense either. So no. the, the ref fucked up and a, a technicality would have ruined it. It would have just been really bad. And, and you certainly right can't say that. Th- and you can't argue that this is the reason why they lost the game. Because this, no. this, it, uh, first of all, it was far from the from the last mistake that we would see out of this officiating crew throughout mm. the night. Um, which, you know, after the game, it was very quickly reported that this crew will not be officiating any more games for the rest of the playoffs. The dude, man, Boger, um, right? Is that his name? The ref, Boger? He's from, Atl- he, he's from Atlanta, actually. I looked him up. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Bogner. I mean, there were there were a lot of mistakes. There was that big Jerome pass Bogner. from Burrow to Chase. There was the there was a pass from Burrow to Chase that was negated because of a timeout that the refs didn't even acknowledge until after the play had been run. And the the player that like was, <laughs> yeah, Smart and they didn't call the timeout. Yeah, but they ran the play and they didn't give him the timeout until they until after they looked back and yeah. said, "Oh yeah, right." So they give him that. That was weird. Um, there was a clear incomplete pass from Car to Renfro that they missed that required a Zach Taylor challenge flag, which he won. Mm-hmm. Right, that what was the that? moment. That was actually the moment in the game where. I was because I was like, okay, so far the Bengals are looking good. If they win, I think Jonathan's probably going to stick with the whack Taylor thing. But then when he and when he threw that challenge flag, I was like, shit! If he loses this, this guy's going to be whack table. He's going to be whack Taylor forever. But then that that was the moment that I realized that whack Taylor was dead. Whack Taylor's that dead. It was, yeah, after the challenge. Yeah. Uh, there was also you remember that roughing the passer call. There was a ridiculous roughing the passer against the Bengals. When the dude just like barely touched yeah. Carr, who played it up <laughs> like he was playing Europe, he played it like he was playing European football. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it was like way after the play was done, and he just barely touched him. And Carr, he looked like his face. I was like, Get, I'm not here for that at all. Come on, um, son. the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <clears throat> but um, after the Bengals lost, obviously after they lost. Um, Hendrickson and after they lost uh Ogan Joby, the Raiders in the second half managed to keep the Bengals out of the end zone. Um yeah. giving themselves a chance to win. Uh but again, time and time again, they just kept killing themselves. False starts, holding yep. calls. So much. I think Leatherwood, the first round draft pick that everybody was like, What are you doing, Leatherwood? I think he had at least two holding calls in this game by himself. Yeah. Ten yard penalty. All year he had had like zero, right? Didn't they say that? No, 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 Leatherwood? No, he's got... Oh, he's bad. He's got a lot. Okay. I thought they said it was the other way around, that this was his first, like... He's not, like, Cowboys bad, but he's bad. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Either way, the Raiders, they they got to within seven. The score was 26 to 19. They forced a three and out. They get the ball back, basically, at the two-minute warning. Carr takes them on an 11-play drive, 56 yards. Uh, This was the drive where over half of those yards came from a ridiculous, that was where they, that, that was it. It was a 15 yard run play. And then they tacked another 15 yeah. on for this dumbass roughing the passer thing. So half of those 56 yards came from that. Cause that was just like 30 yards right off yeah. the top. Um, I'm telling you again, go back and watch the tape. It's soft as hell. It, yeah. It's ridiculous. That's a, the, um, the, 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 the right team won the game. Thankfully, despite the bad referee. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach Taylor did uh, a decent <clears throat> job, man. Yeah, and then the Bengals stepped up. Tastes uh, so disgusting. They, they. What was his name? B.J. Hill steps in front with that on that third and seventeen. Picks off. Uh, oh no, B.J. Hill got the sack, and then who was the guy who got the interception? Oh, Jermaine Pratt. He was the one who stepped up and got that interception at the end yeah. to close out the game. Uh, first playoff win in 31 years. Tough way for the Raiders to lose, obviously. Yeah. Um, and and even even I'll say this about the Raiders. Even with all the controversy, uh, I kind of feel like the Raiders had more calls go their way throughout throughout the game in very crucial situations. Um, they had more first downs. They ran more total plays. They had more passing yards. They had more rushing yards. They also had more turnovers and one less touchdown in the red zone. 
So if they're looking for excuses, I, honestly, I think they just have to look in the mirror because uh, they they had a chance to win this game, um, regardless of all the other stuff that went on. Um, I also think that this team accomplished a lot, uh, way more than expected in the face of what felt like nonstop adversity throughout yeah. the entire season, where it was just like one dumpster fire after another. The fact that they even made it to the playoffs, I think, should make Raiders fans feel proud. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The only thing I'm a little worried about with these Raiders are the reports that I'm hearing now after the loss that, well, first of all, they fired Mike Mayock. The GM got fired today. Oh, damn. Uh, or yesterday. I read it this morning. You mean um, the guy the and, guy who uh, who was a, a TV draft guy didn't work out? <laughs> right. That's actually probably – yeah, exactly. That's probably actually the best – what that's probably one of the things that you should be happy about as a Raiders fan that he's gone. Um, but I'm a little concerned that they're going to maybe throw the baby out with the bathwater and try to get rid of Derek Carr. Um, there are a lot Mm. of, they're, they're rehashing a lot of old reports from last year. Um, where, where the owner of the team had publicly said in the media that he wanted Tom Brady instead of Derek oh, Carr yeah, yeah, back that. when Brady was available. Um, I, I, I'd be, I think they should roll with Derek Carr. I just think they need to draft better. Um, what a guy. So do, uh, I think the mistake that they could make mm-hmm. is keeping rich Basaccia. <laughs> and they don't, that's a very interesting. They do not. I mean, that's it's a very, easy to do that. To be like, we went through so much. Uh, uh, Carr and Crosby won him back, and they said that he held it together. That's the quote I'm seeing here. Um, right. Upgrade your coach, okay? Upgrade your coach. Yeah. I know it's, it's it's tough. It seems disloyal or whatever. We're, we're here to win, baby. Ain't that what Al, Al Davis said? Just win, baby. You're not going to win, baby, with Rich Passaccia. You can keep him on the staff, but do not mm. try to have him coach your team. You're going to be in some trouble. I agree. I agree. I think it will come off like a mistake uh, if you do that. He did, but um, he gave the last... his press conference. My bad, stepping mm. on you. But it, no, go ahead. His press conference sounded like he knew he wasn't going to have a job anymore, and he was really thankful. He was humble and all of that. It was beautiful mm. to see. Uh, he basically mm. gave like an Oscar speech <laughs> in, nice. his, uh, in his press <laughs> conference. Uh, so I writing's on the wall, but they need to be like. They need to make it official so they can start going after these coaches that are out there, or they're gonna mess around mm. and have a uh, some bullshit. Unless they're like looking at the enemy and waiting on, you know what I mean, something like that. A, a coach that's coaching right now, uh, Dable seems to be a hot, hot ticket right now for the uh, offensive right. coordinator for Buffalo. So mm. I don't know. They need to. The, that's the next step. Go ahead. The last thing I want to say about this game, because I was fully prepared to come into this conversation with you, ready to argue about whether we were going to call him Zach or Whack. Oh, no. Now, you you have already conceded, but I had a list of things here uh, <clears throat> that I wanted to point out. Three very specific reasons why why uh, Zach Taylor deserves Jonathan's respect. Uh-oh. Um, one, we already talked about it, the challenge flag that he got right mm-hmm. with the Renfro incompletion. That okay. was a good move. Two, fourth and one, middle of the fourth quarter, Bengals on the – on the Raiders' 10-yard line, 
it's like a 12 or 13 play drive. Instead of going Mr. Macho analytics guy, he makes the smart move, kicks the field goal, I makes it that. a two possession game. I peeped that. I know a lot of people would disagree with that, but I think he made the he right call. the right call. thing, yeah. Uh, third and final point, and this is my favorite, the fact that this dude, after a playoff victory, basically went on a bar crawl. He goes to three different bars in the city of Cincinnati and delivers game balls to the bars, to the fans, and thanks them for hanging in there, believing in their squad. Uh, that's a pretty fucking dope move, in my opinion. Yep. Did he, did he send us an apology for uh, smashing our bet? We got seven out of eight right, and uh, thanks to him winning the division, we lose out on a whole lot of money. Did he, did he do it's that? It's true. It's true. So, you know, that's no, I'm still so waiting for that apology. <laughs> so, uh, so he's still Zach Taylor, but fuck that guy. I, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like hoping that Arizona might pull it off. So I won't be so, uh, you know, mad. Like, oh, we would have lost it anyway. No, we seven out of eight. <laughs> it's true. Fucking AFC North, <laughs> man. I'm still uh, proud of us, oh. man. I'm proud of us. We got seven out of eight, right? Before the uh, season flip, started. By the way, flip them and pick them. Uh, I picked the Bills, um, which obviously that happened. Um, in the next game, you picked the Bills. Oh, and what that, a surprise. That happened. That happened big time. <laughs> what was that? 47 to 17? 47 to 17. Buffalo beat that ass. They beat the absolute breaks off of the Patriots. They opened no up punts. a can of Western New York. Whoop ass. Beat them like a redheaded stepchild. No hmm. punts, no no turnovers, no interceptions or fumbles, turnover on downs. It was like first time. It's like a historic ass whooping. It's never. It literally has never happened. <laughs> no, and not only that, no fourth downs, no fourth downs, no punts, no field goals, no turnovers. Yeah, they just beat that. They ass. literally scored on. They scored on every drive. Literally, not like. Like, ha, ha, ha. It's the like good thing uh, for the Patriots fans, they know that they do have a great quarterback of the future. <laughs> See, now, here's another one of your hot takes that is not really. Whack Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you giving it to him? <laughs> that I'm here for. I'm here for that. Whack Jones, Whack Jones, get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. I'm. I was so annoyed. You know, he threw the interception, and they were talking about. Did you li- Did you watch the broadcast? Were you listening to the broadcast I, at all? I only saw the highlights. Okay. Of this one. Man, I was. I was watching the broadcast, and they were just like, "This is good that he threw the inter- interception. It's good. Uh, he's gonna learn from this." What? <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe they were talking like that. It's like all the way oh to the my. end. They were all the way to the Who? end. <laughs> The uh, sat- the crew that was on the uh, broadcast. I don't know exactly who it was, but they were like everything he did. They were like, "Oh, great! Uh, what it, uh, what was it?" Because I was on, I was on Twitter as it was going on, watching the comments. I was like, "It can't be just me that's annoyed by this." And people were like, "Man, this mother!" Even <laughs> even uh, uh, what was it? A run play? They were like talking about no. He did a play action, and they were fawning over the fake. And it was like he faked, like he handed the ball off. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, get off his nuts! And he was horrible. 
He was horrible. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, Wack Jones was looking bad. Um, I, I got. They're gonna keep slow <laughs> playing him, bringing him along. Bill Belichick's uh, um, press conference was almost. It was a candidate for explain yourself. Um, but then something else happened, so we had to do that one. But uh, I watched his. It was. Uh, he gives you nothing anyway. But it was just hilarious. Yeah, he's. Because normally, he's, remember he's, a few years ago when they lost. Uh, a game, and he was. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Right. This time mm. they're talking to him, and he's like, "Well, I'm just thinking about this game. I'm just thinking about this game." He's <laughs> like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Make mm. your mind up, Bill. What is it, bro? <laughs> you know, mm. you're gonna think about the future. Or you're gonna think about uh, the past. Yeah. So I'm so this glad was they lost. A, it felt good. Um, this, I oh, go ahead. It was a great performance by Buffalo. What what was it like? Minus 15 Celsius in this game. Close to uh, somewhere I, I in there. I saw it was twenty degrees Fahrenheit, something like that. I, it's cold as hell, dude. Yeah, it's that's like, got to be like. I don't know if you've ever. 10. It makes the ball feel like a rock, like literally like a rock. Um, I remember the first time I ever played soccer in Sweden in the snow in a game. Yeah. Uh, as a goalkeeper, it was like every time the ball came my way, I was like someone was throwing a boulder at me. It was like <laughs> hurts like a motherfucker. Uh, Josh Allen was unreal. Uh, he played a very kind of. I think they 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 had a good game plan for they him. Had a great I guess game partly plan. because everything everything was going according to plan. So it was one of those nights where you know he didn't even come close to throwing the ball forty or fifty times like right. he like he does sometimes. He was twenty one for twenty five, three hundred eight yards, five touchdown passes, no picks. He ran for sixty six yards as well. I, I just I don't see how it gets much more perfect than that for him. And the, and the the key was they got their running game going, and nobody all year people were talking about how they don't have a running game, and they committed to it, and they even used uh, Josh Allen as the because last time he was their only running game when they played them. Right. This time they established it, and they just kind of beat up on the Patriots and pushed them around the field all day. It was glorious. I was just sitting there like, mm, 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 give me more. Mm, 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 it's delicious. Mm. Mm, mm. Patriots. I losses. love the story about how he. He loves that one up claiming after the game that he was trying to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone and Dawson Knox goes up and hauls it in for a touchdown. Oh, wow. uh, <clears throat> Josh Allen, Clay, he said, I threw the ball. I was throwing it away, and I turned around to run to the side sideline. That was the third down play. He was like, fuck it, I guess we'll kick a field goal. I throw it away, walk towards the sidelines, and then the crowd goes nuts. And I was like, oh, shit, what just happened? <laughs> like He didn't even see it happen. <laughs> So like he he just couldn't do even when he was trying to do something wrong he couldn't do it wrong. No, but that um, would have been right to throw it away and take the three. Yeah, true for sure. But I'm a little surprised by the by the. I I wish I'd love to go back and listen to these people talk about how it was good that Mac Jones threw a pick because now I'm just remembering like that actual pick. He underthrew the ball. Yeah, the safety, but it was yeah. a great play by Micah Hyde. <laughs> Yeah, but he he tried to. That was the one he tried to loft it up. Cause he had like him over. beat. He had him torched. The like the cornerback yeah. was done, but the safety came over and like intercepted over his shoulder. But the ball was it was slightly underthrown from where the receiver was at, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. The safety, as you said, the the Bills running game. Singletary had eighty one yards, sixteen carries, and two touchdowns. Um. You know, Allen had 66. Um, 
We even got to see a little bit of that Debo effect sweeping across the league. Yeah. Bills using my man, former Bulldog, Isaiah McKenzie. Don't just don't uh, only credit Debo. Don't forget your boy Patterson has a lot to do with that's that. That's true. Maybe this. it's the Corderell effect, actually. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, because Corderell uh, was doing it first, and then it's a copycat league. Um, soon that'll get it'll get shut down though. This is crazy. The Bills Bills had held the Patriots to only twenty total rushing yards. Which obviously that put the ball in Mac wow. Whack Jones's hands, <laughs> which didn't work. Uh he went yeah. four for thirty eight, two hundred and thirty two yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. That's just whack. You yeah. don't want you, you're just not gonna want that. <laughs> <laughs> whack Jones. They just not gonna want that. <laughs> He's inherited the nickname. I love it. It's uh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, we got to pass the whack. Uh, and then going. next, ne- ne- the next round, obviously, because the Bills won. Uh, now we're going to have the grapefruit game of the playoffs is going to be Bills Chiefs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, is that the one that everyone? I think uh, I'll just say it right now. I, that's not going to be close, man. I think the Chiefs going to beat the shit out of them. Uh, I I really think mm. the Patriots are a bad team. Mm. Uh, I agree. And um I think the Bills, Patriots, like the AFC East was bad this year. And the AFC East also happened to go up against a weak ass schedule. Yeah. Dolphins won nine I agree games. With you. The uh Patriots won ten games. And Buffalo, what they win? Eleven games? Uh but they're yeah, eleven games. Yeah, the the Patriots are a good bad team. Yeah. And but I think Buffalo is good. uh Buffalo's a good they're a good team, but they're a marginal good team. You know what I'm saying? They're like a middle yeah. of the pack good team. Uh Patriots are a yeah. good bad team. They have uh they did the they did the best that they maximized that roster and then the roster got to the playoffs and got exposed. I think Buffalo's gonna go, just run up against another buzzsaw of a team with the uh Chiefs. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. Uh he's a uh, uh Josh Allen is it's terrifying, man. Like if you you got a game plan for that, you have to be disciplined, and it's not easy to do that. But we'll see. He also totally. can. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> Should we move on to Bucks Eagles? Yeah, man. What a a, a a fantastic game, man! It was like really uh, hard fought. Just a slugfest. I uh, this is the one I stumbled into this one at halftime because I was out to dinner uh, with the family. Yeah. And I, was I, I realized was the, I had the late game. <laughs> I was like, "Why can't I, this be I, on I, at two a.m.?" I realized I hadn't missed much. Uh, Bucks were up seventeen nothing at the half. Yeah. Um, in large part because the Eagles could do nothing. They, they they that that run game that they had gotten cooking over the second half of the season uh, just wasn't really doing anything. And when Jalen Hort hurts, when he's forced to throw the ball, like if that's Again, kind of like Whack Jones, you yeah. put it in his hands and he ain't it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's an Alabama thing. I don't know. Mm. I'm just saying. Uh, hmm. It's not like uh, I'm not really sure <laughs> if it's an Alabama thing. Or... <laughs> it's just a theory that I'm positing here uh, that maybe Alabama quarterbacks suck. I don't yeah. know. It's just uh, hurts at the half was 13 for 24, 126 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Um, the Eagles D though, I have to say definitely gave them a chance to get back into this thing. 
um, you know, they held the Bucks to a couple of touchdowns and a field goal in the first half. You know, but then they come out in the second half and Jalen Rager, Jesus Christ, what is he doing? He muffs, he muffs the punt, turns oh, the yeah. ball over. Yeah. Um, he had another good. He didn't like he 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 had another punt like a few drives yeah, later where where he dropped it and then he got it and yeah. then he ran ten yards in the wrong direction yeah. to Trying try to, to and then he it. got. Yeah. I was like, well, they need to get him the fight. Also, is he also <laughs> Alabama player? I don't know, man. Half the league is. Oh, no, I was thinking of Devontae Smith. I don't know where Jalen Rager comes from. Anyway, he played like shit. Um, right. So, the, obviously, you know, the Bucks get great field position. A few plays later, you got Brady and Gronk for the 3,000th touchdown in their <laughs> career together. Uh, puts the Bucks up 24 to nothing. Uh, the Eagles kind of looked like they were turning the heat up a little on the next drive. They just wanted to scare everybody still, betting on the uh, on the spread like us. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, th- at that point in the third quarter, there was still a lot of clock left, so yeah. comeback was theoretically possible until Hurts threw his second pick of the day, which was one of the worst. I mean, it was like he tried to lob it up uh, to his receiver, who was absolutely bracketed. He had one guy in front of him and one guy behind yeah. him, and Shaq Barrett just jumped up and tipped it to himself. That was a great interception, you know, too. It was a great interception, but it was an extremely ill-advised throw. The other one, too. Um, wait, it's like he saw. It's like he was a step behind the whole game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It felt like he was just uh, uh, just a little bit behind every time. And, and then after that interception, it only took one play for Brady to find Evans, who beat his guy, and then does a front flip in the end zone. Yeah. Suddenly they're up thirty-one to nothing. It's like okay, ugh. Um, I thought this was what I thought was kind of funny is that the Eagles, when they finally did score a touchdown, it was like literally the first time that they had handed the ball off to Boston Scott in the entire game. He hadn't even touched the ball the entire game. They hand it off to him, and he he breaks off a thirty-four yard rushing yeah. touchdown. It's like, boy, maybe you could have. Was he busy? You know, was he like? Did you did did you need? To, were you watering him on the sidelines? You know, so that his roots could grow. Like, was each and every one in the building not able to find him? Like, each each individual, each individual coach, each individual player, each everybody in in the building. It, it just seemed weird. It seemed like they their game plan looked a lot like the games that they were being criticized for in the first half of the season, where it was like everyone, including the fans and the, the analysts were screaming, like, why are you not running the ball? Like, what are you doing? Um, we couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Mm-hmm. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. Yeah, that was, they, that was... they got another touchdown from uh, what's his name? Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. Nice sort of bursted his way in. Then they start put they put him know, in the kicking game later, right? Then he then he started returning kicks after this Raynor. Yeah, yeah, they should have done that shit right away. Uh, but it was all too little, too late. You know, Brady, it has to be said, finished the day twenty nine for thirty seven, two hundred seventy one yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He got sacked four times, which is another they, great example of how the Eagles D kind of gave them a chance to win the game. They were getting uh, to Brady. They were pressuring Brady too, man. I know they were. They did. They did. I really think they had a, a pretty decent performance on the defensive side of the ball, and and the offense just did not show up. Yeah, yeah. I uh, this game produced the shit got learned for me. We'll talk about it later. But mm. yeah, um, 
One of the questions, I really like this playoff pick'em on the pigskin pick'em. I think it's really cool that they have the uh, which receivers will record the most receiving yards this round was one of the questions. And yeah, it's the, a little more challenging. It's fun. Yeah, in this game, it was Mike Evans that was uh, the one that came out of there with the most yards. He had 117 yards. Only mm-hmm. 27% of the people in uh, that league picked him. Most people picked deep. I think I probably, I think I probably pick Cooper Cup. He's not in that. It's CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, and Mike Evans. Hmm. I, I, I don't remember who I picked. I, picked I gotta Mike go back Evans. and look. I picked Mike Evans. Just hmm. throwing it out there because they're right. <sighs> I wonder if that's why you're in first. <laughs> oh, you know. I Yeah, I'm in first. I heard. Uh, somebody told I read it. I think I saw it in the news or something. I don't know. He, everyone's talking about it. In the next game, speaking of everyone's talking about it, oh. the San Francisco 49ers victorious over the Dallas Cowboys 23 to 17. I called this upset by the way. I don't know if you know this. I picked that right. Uh this is upset. But it, flip him and pick him you didn't. You might have picked the game, right? Yeah, that's uh, what happened. You picked no. The game. No. What? I chose no, I You said I remember you said I think this is the upset, but I'm still going to pick the Cowboys. Oh, wow. How stupid am I? This is why I'm going to lose Flip em, Pick 'em. Just because of my stupidity. Because I picked it this in is the only. This is the only mistake you made. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. The uh, the 49ers won. Uh, there was nothing to see here, actually. We could go on to the next game. There's nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was... Okay. What a game. First of all, look like they were ready to play yeah man they've been they've been okay. kind of peaking they're peaking at the right time that first drive i have to can only imagine had the cowboys fans a, a little nervous yeah they uh, came out smacking them seven seven plays 75 yards in barely four minutes right barely I knew it was coming uh <laughs> 49ers had four Four straight plays of 10-plus yards. And probably would have had five straight plays with 10-plus yards if it wasn't for Four. Mitchell only needing four yards to score that touchdown. Um, wow. the, the 49ers made it look way too easy to get past these Cowboys. And then the 49ers D came out and did their job, tackle for a loss, followed by a massive 10-yard Nick Bosa sack. Yeah. Uh, forced the three and out. Um, their next drive was a five and out thanks to a holding call penalty on, on – well, number 52, Williams, who apparently leads the league in holding calls. Uh, not not something you want to be first at. No. <laughs> uh, so penalties were a huge problem for the Cowboys all night long. They came in as the most Shit, penalized team, good. team in the league. Mm. And and honestly, that's sort of how they left us. 14 penalties for 89 14 yards. 14 penalties. They gave up four first downs to the 49ers because of penalties. Wow. The run game was trash. Besides the TD pass to Amari Cooper, the Cowboys, they couldn't do anything right at that yeah. point in the game. Yeah, they looked uh, that first so, half. They just... <clears throat> there was a point in the second quarter. Listen, I wrote this down. There was a moment in the second quarter. I don't remember. It wasn't quite the middle. It was like, I don't know, around the nine, eight or nine-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is a little setup for those of you out there who might we're going to get to in a minute if you're out there still thinking that the cowboys got robbed by some kind of officiating error this is what you need to look back to to prove that you're wrong second quarter 
49ers versus the Cowboys. Passing yards, 91 to 16. Rushing yards, 58 to 1. Total plays, 26 to 8. First downs, 11 to 1. Total yards, 149 to 7. What the fuck was happening? They just didn't show up. They did not show up. The right team won this game. And, and... We almost had us another Shanahan special. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because what happened for me was that like halftime hit and, you know, this was Sunday. So this is my wife's birthday. And, and I, we had a whole day of like me cooking brunch and the family came over. Like it was a long day and I was on my feet. I was exhausted. Um, and at the half, uh, I was so tired I just said, you know what, this is interesting. The game is fascinating, but I, I, I got to go to bed. I can only assume that Shanahan is going to blow this. Let's just go to bed and wake up in the morning and see how it goes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that did. He, he tried. He tried. He tried. Yeah, Let's say won. he tried. Barely. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. you know what? You know what happened? Well, we could say what happened. They had the uh, this uh, this. Shanahan messed like they fucked up at the end. They had a chance. They 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 go for it. They did. They didn't do what Zach Taylor did. They were going for it. Mm. Then they got the false start. Mm. Um. Uh. Actually, they did pull off a first down before that, right? On a fourth down. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Debo gets so close to it, and then they inches. I don't know if I ever seen court referees put their fingers so close together before. And it was like fourth and this much. And I was like, damn, this is over. And then they get a false start. And then they had to punt. Mm. So they punt the ball back. Mm. It's like 40 seconds on the clock. Dallas does three quick. The first play was good. They did like a hook and lateral that they had tried earlier in the game. Did you see that? That was hilarious where Cedric Wilson threw it like five yards ahead yeah. of uh He just launches it out of bounds. He threw it like he was uh in the <laughs> Like he was trying to hit a mosquito. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! And uh, but he but in that play they were really like he threw it like halfway across the field. Right. And the second time time they did it, he was they were they were right right behind him. He kind of it's it's like a traditional hook and lateral. Uh, So he does that. He get it gets out of bounds. They do another deep play out of bounds. Oh, they they throw like a little swing route out of bounds. Then he throws like a, a crosser out of bounds. It was a, a textbook drive to get down the field. So much, they were so successful that San Francisco, I had never seen this before, they basically put three defenders against the sidelines, like 10 yards mm. apart from each other, and on each mm-hmm. side, <laughs> and then they mm. had three-man rush. That's like, I'd never seen a defense like that. So I was like, okay, the middle of the field is wide open. Right. Uh, and then they call a quarterback draw. And Dak Prescott tries to get a couple extra yards, like the it's the great it's the uh the great stomping lady. <laughs> get the extra mm-hmm. stomps at the end. <laughs> that mm-hmm. should have been a meme. Mm-hmm. Da- uh, Dak Prescott and <laughs> stomp, 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 fall off the table. Because <laughs> that's just what happened. They get up. The same thing that had happened earlier in the game happens again with the umpire holding up the snap. <laughs> Uh, mm. and then they don't get the snap off. And Tony Romo was losing his fucking mind uh, as it's happening because he's like, mm. they're doing a draw. You can't get this off. He's like, because he always knows exactly how many seconds you need. And he's mm. saying that you need 18 seconds to do a draw. 
And then I heard I heard a lot of people I heard a lot of people Monday Monday morning quarterbacking about this, um, uh, but for good good reason. Yeah. Uh, And the majority of the people people who I would respect, and by that I mean people who actually are former players, people who played the game. Yeah. Every interview that I saw with an actual player, they all said the same thing: you need at least. 16 seconds to run that okay. play. And not only that, uh, like they coach you to do this or they're supposed to coach you to do this. When you run, if you're going to do a run play and you know, the clock is rolling. The first thing you got to do is hand the ball to the referee. Yeah. Or the umpire, the umpire. <clears throat> yeah. The umpire. You have, yeah. you have to hand the ball to the umpire. That's the next thing. You, as soon as you get up, Ball goes to the umpire. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, uh, umpire, line judge, the, somebody. Give the, uh, uh, an official the, the ball. Were, yeah, and the Cowboys were out there acting like, like, well, we're the Cowboys. We'll just spot it ourselves, which is stupid. It was kind of interesting, especially you know. Okay, so let's get into this. The for the first problem is that despite the defense that San Francisco had set up. You knew you were taking a calculated risk by calling a run play. Period. It's the wrong play, uh, and yes. you could sit here. After so much the fact can go wrong. So much can go wrong. Yeah, it, you can sit here after the fact and, like Mike McCarthy did, and say, "Well, do I want to throw a hail mary or do I want to run five verticals? Uh, do I want to throw a hail mary from the from the forty yard line or do I want to run five verticals from the twenty yard line?" Uh, well, the other thing that you could say is do i want three shots at the end zone or do i want one Mm. right yeah and it wasn't even really technically i mean where were they weren't they on like their they were on the they weren't on the he also lied about where he lied about where they were on the field in his post-game press conference he i'm pretty sure he said they were on the 50 and as far as i remember i think they were on the 40 Okay. Uh, so he was he was already kind of being uh, not less than than truthful. Uh, you cannot spot the ball yourself. I, I'm sure a lot of fans did not realize that, but it seems quite obvious. Like, think about that. Just <laughs> yes. at any other if point in the game, the ball, like, yeah. you're just going to let the offense set the ball. Where no, 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 that no, you're wrong, ref. This was a first down. We're just going to screw it up. A no, dude, it doesn't work that way. And it um, happened in the game early. Like you had an issue where the the umpire affected the game earlier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you're putting too much stuff in in other people's hands here. You need the. They the, didn't hand the. Yeah. They didn't hand the ball off to the umpire, and they didn't. And they got in the way clear, of them. They got in the way, and they didn't clear a path. They did not clear a path. Uh, that's all on them. That's not up to the umpire. Um, I put this all on Dak, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it, it's his job to lead the team. He's the captain of the ship. He's the captain of the offense. Uh, if he knows the rules in that moment, uh, that the umpire has to, you know, he has to set the ball. He, it's, not, it's not that he wants to. It's not a power trip. It's not like, it, you know, like, it, like you don't need him. It, he literally has to do it. It's his job. To set the ball. He has to spot the ball. So forget about the fact that you went with a design run play up the middle that, you know, 
with only 14 seconds left on the clock, if Dak hands the ball off to the umpire after he slides, or if he slides five yards sooner, that was the other thing he could have done. Yep, he could have. Uh, he did. I'm looking at it right now. It was the 40. And he line. admitted that. And he admitted that after the game that oh, if I would have slid after getting 10 yards instead of after 15, I don't remember how much the total play was. Well, um, he was on the 40. I'm watching it right now. He runs from the 40. He goes to the 25. He runs. Yeah, he starts his slide at the 25-yard line. So he ran 15 yards. <laughs> then the center and deck are in the way of the uh, umpire, and uh, mm-hmm. he, doesn't, he doesn't get the spike off. And then it was the least dramatic thing, or it was most and least dramatic or anticlimactic thing, as when they're like, this game is over. <laughs> you don't even get your hell Mary. You don't get anything. Uh, he should have gone down at the 30. Stood up and thrown the ball how, to the to the umpire. And how ironic that this happens! Like you don't get a chance to have your hail mary moment. You are literally the team that invented the hail mary. Yeah, man. I mean, maybe you didn't invent it, but you certainly they. It's called a hail mary because of Roger Stallback and Drew Pearson. Like that's why mm. the other people had done done these desperation throws. But so this happened. I don't remember what year it was, but it was in a playoff game, uh, or was it in the Super Bowl against the Steelers? I can't remember. Anyway, he um, see, it's a hail mary. He throws it. Drew Pearson makes a great catch, even though it was underthrown. And then he he sort of peels back in for a touchdown. And after the game, they asked Roger Stallback. They said, "What was going through your mind when you let go of the ball? When you were watching the ball float through the air?" And he said, honestly, I just closed my eyes and I said, Hail Mary. I said, Hail Mary, uh, Mother of Grace. Blah, blah, blah. And that's where we got the phrase from. That's uh, why they call it a Hail Mary. So here you are. You are the franchise that literally <laughs> invented the Hail Mary and you wanted to go for five verticals. <laughs> it was fucking right, dude. You got C.D. Lamb. You got Amari Cooper. And you got that tight end, Schultz, whatever his name is. He can get up there, too. Yep. Yep, and none of them get a shot because you you, you did a draw, which were which is good if you're down by two. Sure, if or, you're down by two, you, you need have... a touchdown. So these little ten, fifteen yards, he could throw it far enough. Or if you had twenty seconds left on the clock, that would have been a brilliant play. Yeah, yeah. because because that's the thing. Like I don't really object to the play. Yeah, good per point. Se because it. You know, in a way, it was a really smart play call because it was like the last thing they expected you to do. But the reason why it was the last thing that they expected you to do is because it was the last thing that you should have (laughs) done, given that you only had 14 seconds on the fucking clock. That's why they didn't expect it. So and okay, so this business about them practicing it all the time. I'd like to know if they practice it with an actual umpire. Uh, That's what I would like to know. Um, because if they're practicing this, which I, I'm sure that they do, he says they practice it every Friday and Saturday. McCarthy said it in his post game press conference. We're talking about practice, uh, not a game, not exactly. a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. And nothing. I've, you've played sports. I've played sports. Yeah. You, you cannot, I don't care what you do, it's virtually impossible to replicate. The game time atmosphere, the crowd noise, the too many the, variables, the nerves, the mm. the the intensity, the adrenaline, the umpires, 
the umpires, <laughs> none of that. Uh. You cannot replicate any of that accurately in a practice situation. And my guess is that they probably do this in practice uh, in a way that, that where they, they, they left out one key element. And that was like, oh, right, the umpire. Maybe they should have practiced uh, uh, not getting holding penalties. <laughs> Maybe they should have taken the time instead yeah. of practicing that shit and practiced some uh, some uh, line discipline Absolutely. or different calls they could Absolutely, do. because that's actually kind of a bit – one of the big reasons why they, why they didn't have much time left on the clock was because San Francisco's last drive, before they stopped them All on All of these holdings, inches, yeah. There was a there were some holding calls that had they not done holding, that yeah. they would have gotten the ball back with like three minutes. Yep. Right. Yep. And now you're and we could have solidified with, we could have solidified our he doesn't belong here theory of Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I, now I'm on the Mike McCarthy doesn't belong here train. Oh, like yeah, I, I I've been saying it all year, and I think I said earlier in the year that. The Cowboys, I don't remember if I said it about their season or if I said it about a specific game, but I do remember at some point this season saying this team is winning despite Mike McCarthy, not because of him. Here's the thing. They fired Jimmy Johnson at the peak of that team. Mm. Jerry Jones had beef with Jimmy Johnson and fired him and hired Barry Switzer, who was just a hapless coach, and they still won the Super Bowl. And um, this team is ready, and it – if they need, if they want to move on, do it now. Don't do like you did with Jason Garrett and and lose their window. Fucked up Tony Romo's window. Now they're gonna fuck up Dex. A lot of the reports that I'm reading are that we shouldn't be surprised if McCarthy gets fired, mostly because Jerry Jones uh, loves Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. Oh no! Uh, and the last thing he wants is for Kellen Moore. Uh, to leave Dallas. He is one of the most highly sought after uh, guys as, as far as filling some of these vacant head coaching jobs. Don't uh, do it. Don't do it, y'all. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if McCarthy gets kicked out the door and Kellen Moore gets elevated to head coach. Really? That's the that's what the reports are. That's what a lot of reporters are saying. Moore feels like yeah. another Jason Garrett. Not going to lie to you. That's gonna yeah, be another, they're going to have be, another Jason Garrett right. situation. Well, this run play, that was his call. He called it. Exactly. I mean, McCarthy oh, okayed yeah. it, but yeah, he called it. This was his idea. Well, I happened to uh, to uh, talk to McCarthy. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and it's, uh, this is time for our segment, uh, Explain Yourself. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he came by. Uh, he actually came to... The Sound Lounge. <laughs> wow. He walked into the Thunderdome. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised uh, he did that. Yeah, man. Here, here, here's our conversation here. Hey, Mike. It's Jonathan Rollins from uh, FL, Stockholm, Sweden. About that last play. Why call a quarterback draw and risk... Uh, a live clock after three successful pass plays to get you to that point. Everything would have have to go perfectly in order to pull that off. Like, uh, well, explain yourself, Mike. Yeah, I have no problem with the call. It's a, we, it's a, it's we call the situation a church, you know, church clock situation. We're in a mm. we're we're 
you know, this is something we, we practice every Friday and Saturday. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get inside the 20-yard line. We, we, we want the last play to, to come down to, you know, it would have been some form of five vertical uh, pass concept. So we had two set, you know, based on which, you know, where we were going to be, you know, in the final yardage here. So, yeah, um, based on, you know, being that tight, 14 seconds, we, we should clearly get the ball spiked there. And, um, you know, I haven't seen the replay. You, I'm sure you have. Um, I have. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm surprised. I was shocked as anybody on offense that we didn't get to that last play opportunity. Hmm. Wow, uh, church clock. I like that. Is, is he trying to blame God for this loss? <laughs> it's the Hail Mary church clock. <laughs> it's the five verticals church clock. Somehow it doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Uh, well, Mike, uh, you had the same situation earlier in the game when you tried to go no huddle and umpire held up the snap. What happened there? Yeah, they, they, you know, so we hit the stop, and then we had a turbo play called. We were, we were going to go line up and Ooh, turbo. run another play. It was, so it was a two-play series set that was, was called there on fourth down. Um, I think we had a player step on the field in celebration. They recognized that as this was, I was told afterwards as we were trying to substitute because obviously we, we didn't substitute because we lined up immediately. So then it hit the confusion of uh, – you know, uh, them resetting it, you know, based on substitution, not substituting. So then they reset the clock. So then we went to offense, you know. And then, and frankly, I thought that we were clearly, you know, once again, standing over the ball. Uh, I think that there's been games where you don't get much um, standing over the ball when, when there's a personnel uh, challenge. But uh, I think they overdid a little bit today. So they're obviously conscious about it. We talked about it in pregame. I think both teams were probably worried about the no huddle tempo type offices because it was clearly clearly a uh, a focus of the umpire okay so that's what oh. that's what happened before mm, okay so they're putting the blame on all right uh your team had 14 penalties this game and you just said celebrating is what caused the mix-up in the no huddle situation then your quarterback uh-huh. doesn't get down fast enough to get the ball set again or give the ball to the umpire would you say the overall problem is lack of discipline on your team, Mike? I wouldn't say run discipline. Uh, I think the the fact that you know the, the physicality, you know, when when it's when it's weighed, uh, you know, you know, when you, you're, you're trying to get your team to play to a, a certain play style, you know, there, there's definitely some growing pains that we, we've gone through. But um, oh, I, I think you know, number one, you got to look at the whole body of work. Um, you know, there's you know, obviously a tremendous amount of good. <laughs> That uh, went on this year to even put us in this position. So um, oh. it's uh, it's definitely a team that's that has balance, you know, from a personnel standpoint. And, I mean, we've you know we got two draft classes that are uh, you know in the draft and develop mode, and, and I feel like we've done we've made some big steps there, um, and you know, and we got an excellent veteran group. Uh, thanks. The, the whole body of work. You're the most penalized team in the NFL. I mean, you gotta I look at more than just a, the penalties, Mike. I mean, the defense has had a great year for sure. They yeah. deserve a ton of credit. Like, I mean, yeah. and they drafted well, and and you know, there's a lot of reasons to feel positive about the Cowboys on defense. But if you're going to make the argument that you need to look at the whole body of work, I mean, why would you want to draw attention to the fact that you're the most penalized team in the league? I don't know, man. That was all I had for him, man, uh, for explaining himself. He sounds like he's fighting for it, like he's uh, he's pitching for it, sticking around, finishing the job type of thing. Uh, I think the smart thing is to move on, and you might have your head coach on staff already, and it's not Kellen Moore. It's motherfucking Dan Quinn. And uh, 
it might be time to elevate him instead of Kellen Moore. Hmm. So I would think. Hmm? That's an interesting thought. Because uh, he turned. I feel like as a Falcons around. fan, I'm. Yeah. As a Falcons fan, I'm not qualified to comment on Dan Quinn, but I mean, I have mostly good things to say about him. He definitely turned the Atlanta Falcons franchise around in in a fantastic a, way. And he's one of the architects of that Legion of Boom defense. He's got yeah, the resume. Um, he's got the resume, and he did quickly turn that Cowboys defense around. I think, uh, or maybe he should just he did the, if or keep him on staff if you get rid of McCarthy. Maybe he did the same thing in Atlanta too. I mean, he turned that team around very quickly. Um, you know, know, in some ways, I I actually don't blame him. You know, a, after what was the most embarrassing. Yeah. Loss in Super Bowl history. It's like, Shanahan, uh, Shanahan. how do you, how do you survive? Yeah, and then Shanahan bails ship. It's like I, 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 I don't blame Dan Quinn for what happened to the Falcons. Yeah, I don't know. It might be, uh, or or stay a defensive coordinator and you know get another get a coach in there. But I don't think Kellen Moore, <laughs> Kellen Moore is not the answer, man. I know. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't care. They can, I wonder what more be. knows Sean McVay. Do they know each other? They look like they would know each other. <laughs> right? Wouldn't be surprised. They look like they were college roommates or well no, no. McVay's older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did Moore play backup for the Cowboys? Quarterback? Yeah, I think he's he was a, backup a quarterback, quarterback for the Cowboys. For some, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why Jerry has a hard on for him. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, what's the next game? We got a couple. We Chiefs still Steelers. Some, we still got some good. Oh, that was a great game. That was like uh, the most competitive <laughs> game. <laughs> um, who'd this you one, pick? Uh, who'd you pick on that one? <laughs> I picked the Chiefs, of course. What you stuck me with the Steelers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got this, this bet one, uh, betting. This was a fun one to bet on. We we did we smashed it with this bet because we, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, cool. well. Definitely, we went over and the spread in the parlay. Like it was yeah. easy money. Mm. Uh, they uh, the uh, Chiefs won forty-two to twenty-one, doubled the score of the Steelers, uh, and Ben can ride off in the sunset. This one took a while to get going. It started off yeah, like a I was punt scared test. about the over. Yeah, um, Steelers actually scored first on a TJ Watt scoop and score. Weird play, Wildcat snap to. My man, former Bulldog, Miko Hardman, and then the running back fumbled that. They together kind of fumbled the handoff. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of woke the Chiefs up. I, it reminded me of, like, remember those bad 80s movies where, like, the hero gets punched in the face? He's losing the fight. And then he, he goes up like this, and he realize, he sees his own, sees own his blood, blood yeah. you know? And then he just, like, unleashes all holy hellfire at that point, <laughs> you know? It was when I saw my own blood that I realized he must die. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's basically what happened because in the next six drives, the Chiefs killed them. The next six drives, six drives in a row, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Mahomes went 30 for 39, 404 yards passing, averaging 10 yards per pass, five touchdowns, one pick. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. You're probably thinking, Skiff, that's only five touchdowns. Where did the sixth one come from? I'm glad you asked because it came from Travis motherfucking Kelsey who threw a touchdown <laughs> to Byron Pringle. Yes, that was cool. Should have put that in the fucking prop bet. When they go <laughs> inside the five-yard line, 
their playbook like adds another dimension. It's like the uh, like a I don't know Pokemon that much, but it does some type of Pokemon morphing or something. I don't know. They just like multiplies. I like them so much because they literally are like the polar opposite of the Atlanta Falcons. When we get inside the red zone, it's like our playbook shrinks to like you know, Matt Ryan trying to draw things up in the mud, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, <laughs> the, the Chiefs, like, their playbook becomes like an epic Tolstoy novel at that point. It's like, <laughs> oh, fun. Here we go. Like, what do we do? What do we Man, do? <laughs> I, I wonder if anybody's going to uh, interview Eric Bieniemy. Oh, yeah, All they're right. already saying, ooh, is this the year? <laughs> uh, you know who I really liked in this game was um, – my man, former Georgia Southern Eagle, Jarek McKinnon. He had yes. a monster night, this guy. Yeah. 61 yards on 12 carries. Looks shifty as fuck running the ball. Plus, he had six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. He yeah, looks he good, man. He's returning. I didn't really. Right? No. I, no. There's a reason why I never. I, I found out later that, you know, I was like, where? This guy just feels like he's kind of coming out of nowhere. Apparently, he's been in the league for a couple of years, but he suffered a knee injury quite early in his uh, career okay. uh and now he's getting a shot at his second chapter and the dude is is good man he's um we might have a star in the making with this Jarek mckinnon kid is that where um, he's at in the playbook in the second chapter <laughs> yeah exactly that's how thick their playbook exactly. is we're going to chapter two this yeah. time mckinnon chapter I mean, everybody had a touchdown in this game. Kelsey had a touchdown. Tyreek had one. It's Pringle like Oprah was the coach. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Yeah. You get a touchdown. <laughs> they even got one of these, uh, you know, the thick the six. Lineman. The yeah. big man. The big yeah. man touch, touchdown to Nick Allegretti. After he uh, threw uh, TJ Watt <laughs> to the ground. He's like blocking yeah. and then he just swings him down and then runs it to the end zone for the easy touchdown. What an, another I mean, wonderful they're, play they're, in the red zone. I mean, these Chiefs were just – they were way too much for the Steelers. Uh, and when you have an old-ass quarterback, uh, you know, even if you don't think he should have been arrested on multiple rape counts, you have to definitely agree that he should have retired two years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was 29 for 44, 215 yards. Um, ultimately, I can only assume that Big Ben is done, right? He's yeah, going to retire. Gotta they got to move on. Um and we have uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs to thank for the fact that we officially have one less rapist in the National Football League. So yes. thank you, Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, thank and you. and we also have them to thank that we have one more felon in the league. Right. Don't let's I'm not, not saying let's not act gonna, like the Chiefs. I'm not uh, saying I'm not saying it's going to wash out in, on on balance. I mean, there's going to be. <laughs> let's not you know, also forget they're, they're, that they employed a fucking drunk driving maniac, right? That's true. Damn near <laughs> killed a five-year-old girl last exactly. year the night before the Super yeah. Bowl. So, so there's that. They're not without um, fault. All right. No, but I am happy to see Big Ben out of the league. You know Fuck who's with guy. fault? No. Fall off a of cliff, Kingsbury. Oh! <laughs> oh, they put up a whopping 11 points in the final game of the year for them. Uh, go, uh, the Cardinals faced the Rams in the third match of the year for these and normally these are like really hard fought close games but this was not this was an ass whooping and then it was the worst type of ass whooping because it ruined our parlay when we bet the over of 46 points and they scored a whopping 45 points together because mm. the cardinals couldn't get Damn. another motherfucking field goal or something 
I was so mad. But anyway, that's besides the point. Our bets don't matter. The uh, the Rams are moving on, and they look fucking scary. Um, Matthew Stafford, my man, Stafford. former Bulldog. I don't know where he went to 17. school at. You sure he went to Georgia? Matthew, Ta- oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford went to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, sure. He was out there balling, man. They were. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad for Odell Beckham. He was good, man. I'm glad for him. He got in a good situation, and yeah, it's 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 working out. Not only did he make some great catches, but that pass that he made. Yeah, it stayed in the air forever, man. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was in the air. I was for like, a long if Stafford gets hurt, they just line him up under center, man. He was good. <laughs> I was like, shit. Yeah, that was it. Was good. It was a fun, fun game to watch. Uh, if you like the Rams, uh, it was frustrating. If you uh, like the Cardinals, they could not do anything. They no. made the Rams defense look great, and you you would think that they'd never seen this team uh, uh, twice this season. How do you come That's so unprepared? Point. How do you come so unprepared? A, I don't, that is such a good point. It's, that is such crazy. a good point. Yeah. That you play this team. I guess you could say the same thing about the Patriots too. Like again, you play this team twice a year. How? How, yeah, how, do, but you, how do you show up like this? Yeah, but Buffalo's roster. If you look at the two rosters, Buffalo and, and yes. New England, it's different. Um, but the uh, and the Cardinals have more weapons than the yeah. Patriots for sure. But Kyler Murray, Jesus Christ, the kid goes nineteen for thirty four, one hundred thirty seven yards and two picks at pick six. So we've seen three <laughs> desperation trying to avoid a sa- a safety yeah. uh, interceptions this year. We saw one from Matthew Stafford. We saw one from Carson Wentz. Right. And we saw this one. I thought we saw two from Stafford I, this year. I don't know if we saw two from the end zone like that. Oh, okay. He's thrown a lot of pick sixes, but I mean that, like, where you're, the, you, okay, you, I have a safety. choice right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm either going to just take this safety or I'm going to try to heave this thing up. And this one was bad. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was literally, he was, he was already on his way down. Uh, and I don't even think he was looking forward. It, it really did look like just a, a no look sky hook. <laughs> Uh, and it was like, and it hung in the air yeah. forever. It, it hung in the air like, longer than Odell Beckham's pass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. Uh, the the Rams defense just completely shut them down. Um, yeah, it was bad. Held them to four it's not, straight. It's not even much to say. Like, they just fucking didn't show up. And it's a, it's a shame. I mean, the beginning of the game was essentially four straight three and outs. And then followed up by by back to back turnovers. Game yeah. was over in the second quarter. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was over. Um, Stafford, uh, after finishing the regular season with eight interceptions in his in his final four games, uh, was basically perfect in this game. And yeah. also, very smart play call by. I mean, obviously, it was because they were able to get their run game going. But, I mean, Stafford only threw the ball 17 times. They focused on the run game for what felt like the first time. This might have shocked Arizona. It might have shocked them. But they committed. Mm. like they And they ran by committee, too, because it was Sonny Michelle. Mm. And then it was uh, – I can't remember the other guy's name that was out there uh, just rumbling down the field, both of them. And, uh, I'm pretty sure Sonny Michelle went to Georgia as well. I think he's a former Bulldog, too. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I remember but, him. 
but they were uh they they smacked them in the mouth and they never recovered and and then their defense was out there balling too and and Kyler Murray couldn't even get out into the run game either. They had nothing. They had nothing. Well, the 11 points shows that. They had absolutely nothing for them. And I just wish they could have at least had another field goal. Because at first I was like, man, we're going to get the cover. We're going to get the cover there easily. And then they couldn't score. Yeah, Sony Michelle had 58 yards. Cam Akers had 55. Stafford had 22. Oh, yeah, he was scrambling too. Stafford was determined not to lose this game for his team. You could tell. Like, he held that gunslinger shit in check. And he was yeah. like, he, he he took a sack if he needed to. He scrambled if he needed to. One time he ran just to get one yard to avoid the sack and just take the one yard, you know what I mean, and just fall yep. forward. Uh, he was yeah. he was playing pretty smart, and he was like, this is not Detroit. This is not Detroit. You can hear him just saying that mantra over and over. This is not Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah. kudos to him. I'm really. I don't know if I'm more glad for anybody than I am for uh, Matt Stafford. Actually, that's in this playoff. It's his first playoff win ever. This dude's been in the league forever. He's played for a shitty team. Um, I mean, can you imagine the storyline? Oh, yeah. Had he not been able to win his first playoff game yeah. with this juggernaut squad that the Rams have put together, like it, 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 it would have been. It, how do you recover from that? Yeah. You know what I mean. Especially like if you would lose forever to be labeled. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be forever labeled as the guy who just can't, you can't win in the playoffs. Like you're just not the guy. Um, uh. This is, uh, that, that was a beatdown. Who do they, I mean, we'll, we'll get more into detail about the, about the next round, but you got some pretty juicy matchups in the next round. You got Rams are going to be playing the Bucks. Um, the Packers are going to be playing the 49ers, which, you know, despite the fact that the Packers are so, we all think highly of the, of the Packers. I, I think they would have certainly liked to avoid playing these 49ers who are really frisky at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then on the AFC side, you got the chiefs bills, the grapefruit game of the year. Um, and then you got, what's the other one? What's it? Oh, Titans Bengals. Whew. Yeah, I mean, ah, man, Chiefs Bills should have been the AFC Championship game, but I guess Titans. It'll have to be Titans Bills or Titans Chiefs. That's gonna be good, man. Titans Titans Bengals is gonna be. Uh, that's gonna be good too. Gonna I, be think, a, nah, I think. I think that's yeah. gonna be a lively atmosphere in my house because my wife has has oh, yeah. decided that Derrick Henry is her guy, so she's a Titans fan and Saga's a Bengals fan. So it's gonna be an interesting Saturday night for us. I can't wait. Uh, nice. Well, we'll talk about that next episode. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but now we can get into our uh, our uh, real MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your real MVP? Go ahead. Oh, I got real MVP. I'm going Mahomes. Yeah, that's four hundred four yards, five touchdown passes to five different receivers. Yeah, five touchdowns in ten minutes and thirty seconds of what? game clock. Never happened in the NFL, ever. Five touchdowns in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. That's it, like... It's a, it was a passing of the torch that game. Ben passed it over. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's obviously... To me, I know it's weird to say this because it's not like... I mean, Mahomes has only been around for a couple of years, but to me, this felt like a vintage Mahomes performance. Oh, yeah. Like... 
the, the it, it hasn't been a long he hasn't been around long enough to be called vintage but you know what i mean like yeah. like from when from when he really first just started to take over the league uh the and and also the way they're able to flip that switch you know where it's yeah. like things are not really happening and then all of a sudden i get it it's against the steelers but still honestly yeah uh, well, they got a better a better test this this week Agreed. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, mine is uh, Mahomes as well. You said it all, man. Um, who's your trash of the week? <laughs> uh, my trash is the Cowboys. Mm. Um, I, but mostly like kind of how they bitched and moaned and whined like a oh, like yeah. a bunch of little bitches uh, <laughs> about every aspect uh, of how they lost to the 49ers. They, they complained about everything that caused them to lose the game while also refusing to take responsibility for it. Uh, I read an interview with uh, Micah Parsons. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, first time. Uh, where he answers the, you know, to why they had so many penalties was very similar to what McCarthy said was because the Cowboys play so hard and he thinks it's unfair how the calls always go against them. Um, or is it because they play so damn sloppy is really kind of what I'm wondering. Uh, and the refs are just making the calls that they see as fouls. I mean, he turns around in the interview and admits that they need to work on that for next year and try not to be the most penalized team in the league. So which is it? Are the refs unfairly calling you out or are mm. you committing all those penalties and you need to work on them? Like, cause it can't really be both. In my that's, a big, that's a big um, thing too, man. Like th- him talking like that, and then Dak. If you heard his press conference where he's basically like, "Man, the ref got in the way of us," type of thing, and it's like, "Where's the accountability, man?" That's the and that's that's sign of bad leadership. I'm actually saving the majority of my um, trash for Dak, to be honest with you, mm. uh, because he the, there was a moment. It was an on-field interview. It was before he got to the post-game press conference where he was asked about fans throwing shit on the field at the end of the game. Mm. Um, And when he was asked about it, he thought that the fans were throwing stuff at the Cowboys for losing. And he said, here's his quote. He said, no, I didn't see that. That, That's sad. I mean, you're talking about a team. You're talking about men who come out here every day and – you know, and their of their lives, and they give everything to the sport. They give it like so. He's like trying to defend his squad, right? Yeah. But then the reporter goes, no, 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 no. They weren't throwing things at the Cowboys. They were throwing things at the refs. And then all of a sudden, he changes his whole tune and goes, "Oh, well, credit to them then. Yeah, credit to them." What? Yeah. And then he goes on, and then they asked him, like they actually gave him a second chance to change his answer, like. Get, like, can you clarify what you mean by that? And he said, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if if they weren't, you know, throwing it at us and if the fans felt the same way as us and that that's what they're doing it for. Yeah, I, I guess that's why the refs took off and got out of here so fast. Yeah, I think everybody is upset uh, with the way this thing played out. Uh, and as I said, I'm sure a fan would feel the same way that we do. So he, he basically said, yeah, good job, fans, for throwing shit at the refs. And the one guy, Damn. one guy, defensive tackle Neville Gilmore appears to be the only one who's taken credit for the loss for the Cowboys uh, because of his hands to the face penalty that extended oh, that yeah. 49ers drive mm-hmm. led to the Cowboys having such little time to, to, to do this comeback. 
Uh, and for that expression of accountability, he had Cowboys fans not only coming after him on Twitter, but also coming after his family, which is like just disgusting. On, um, what are they and, saying? What can you, know, you say? Like, <clears throat> oh, they're saying look, like he get, ruined it for us type of thing? Yeah. And, and they're like going off against his family on Twitter and stuff like that. And look, people, people like to joke about how the Cowboys shouldn't be America's team. Um, but in my opinion, all the hype, the expectations, the sense of entitlement, the lack of accountability and the temper tantrums when it doesn't go their way, I can hardly think of much else more American than that. In my opinion, um, I realize that not all cowboy fans are like this. <laughs> no, exactly. Not all cowboy fans are like this. I'm not saying that all Cowboys fans are like this, but the ones that are, you and your quarterback and your owner and your team, you're fucking trash. You are trash! Ah, man, I want to change my goddamn answer. (laughs) 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 Shit, my trash was was Zach Taylor. Goddamn, I don't know what else to say. No. <laughs> my dress is Cliff Kingsbury, man, and the, and his team, the Cardinals. How do you put up 11 points against a team you played twice already this season? Divisional games are normally fought hard, <laughs> even when one team is significantly more talented to, than the others. Uh, and you could throw in all those teams that lose to teams that are close to, like uh, the, the Packers have f- hard-fought games against Detroit and against Minnesota. But in this instance, you have seemingly equally talented teams that play pretty much the same schedules, including each other, and have almost the exact same records. And the Cardinals just didn't show up at all. They got blown out badly, and that wildly productive offense couldn't do anything against the Rams' defense. So uh, Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, fall off of Cliff Kingsbury. You are trash. Yeah, that's all I got. Shit got learned. That's uh oh. that's actually my shit got learned. Oh, that's your shit got learned? <laughs> my shit got learned is Kingsbury Cliff is real. Mm-hmm. Yep. That shit is real. They started the year ten and two, and then they go three and five. Three and six if you count this playoff game, which I do. Uh his entire history as a coach involves Impressive starts followed by midpoint collapses. You take it all the way back to his years at Texas Tech. Uh, for the first half of his seasons, you can go back and look at this. I can post this on on our on our Facebook page. Somebody did up a little graphic that's really perfect. Uh, this year, obviously, they started seven and zero, and then they went three and five. But then, when you go back over the whole history, it's shocking how bad he is in the second half of the season. His first half of the season record overall through his entire career since 2013. He's 42, 20, and 1. Mm. His second half record, 16 and 43. Oh, wow. Almost flipped. 16 Even and 43. Even worse than flipped. Yeah. Wow. That's his coaching career. First half and second half. Of seasons, it's hard to go to the playoffs and then fire your coach, but it looks like a couple teams should. I, yeah, I think this Kingsbury Cliff shit is real, and wow. somebody needs to push him off of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shit I learned. My shit I learned is uh, 
Jalen Hurts ain't it. Mm, I've been rooting for the guy all season. He's the ultimate underdog story. Somebody who went to Alabama, played backup, uh, got forced into backup. His backup overtakes Mm. him. And instead of doing that, he goes over to Oklahoma, makes it to the uh, NFL, hardworking player, earned all that he's gotten thus far. The type of guy to keep his cool when stadium barriers fall around him and is immediately surrounded by weirdo fans. Just a nice dude. But on Sunday, when it mattered Mm. most, he just didn't have it. He was hesitant. He was late on reads. Check the tapes. He didn't seem prepared for different pressures and looks. He sailed passes and flat out missed others. He's, uh, there's always this talk about the it factor when it comes to quarterbacks, and it doesn't seem like he has it. He needs to be mm. paired with an elite offensive coordinator that's willing to build an offense around him, and I don't think that's going to be the case in Philly with that wealth of draft capital and a new coach that didn't pick him. I think he'll be in the league for a while, but he'll likely end up being a serviceable backup uh, and that will be his shot at glory later in his career. So uh, that's mm. the shit that I learned. He's a he's a Walmart Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's like uh, yeah, or maybe Walmart McNabb. Because mm. Jackson was more. I don't know. Uh, Jackson was more. You know, he is. He's David Garrard. <laughs> it's not, you know, like he's the the quarterback that. All right, yeah, do a little something, you know what I mean? And he can scramble a little bit, but it's not his thing. Mm. And then, uh, but it's not going to take you anywhere, really. Because, like, mm. Jack, Lamar Jackson could take the game over on his own. I don't think Hurts yeah. can really do it like that. I know, but I'm just saying that I think that that's the kind of quarterback he wish he, he's, he has a lot of the same qualities, but he's just not as good at it. Yeah. Maybe he'll get better at it. Maybe he'll get better at it. I don't know. I, I I agree with you. I wanted to root for this kid. I've been making excuses for him all year, despite the fact that he played for Alabama. I, I think the the enormous amount of like adversity and disrespect that this guy has has experienced, I think, caused me to overlook the fact that he played for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. He ain't it. He yeah. just ain't it. Uh, scariest um, AFC team, I'm going to say the Chiefs, of course. I think nobody wants that smoke. They look complete, and they look scary. <laughs> Who you got? I agree. For me, it's the Chiefs. I mean, the way that they're just able to explode out of nowhere like that, I mean, they're terrifying. Yeah. You don't want to play them. Uh, NFC team, who you got? Scariest. Uh, I'm going to say Packers, even though they didn't play. Um, and mostly because this NFC, the way these games played out and where even the team that, you know, even the teams that won kind of looked like at different points in the game certainly looked as if they could have gotten got at any moment, right? If they had played against a stronger competition. And I'm talking about on the NFC side. The 49ers tried to throw this game away. Right. Okay. I think. Uh, I think. Well, the Rams went up uh, against thanks. the Rams went up against the Cardinals. Okay. Who just were not ready to play, and you know how many times have we had this conversation where we're like, "Oh my God, the Rams are amazing!" Oh uh, shit, yeah. they're That's oh they're point. back, they're back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I if I for me it's the Packers. I mean, it, it's easy to say that because they didn't play. Um, yeah. But I, I, I sitting at home with time. And rest. And home field advantage. Able to get healthy. 
home field advantage, yeah. able to kind of size up their opponent and come up with a game plan to pick them apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be scared of this right now. I'm going to say the Rams, uh, they mm-hmm. look like they're peaking now, but yeah, as you said, they looked like that before. The run game was supposed mm-hmm. to be their Achilles heel, but they leaned on it in the drubbing of the Cardinals. Uh, and mm-hmm. I hope to goodness that we get to see them face off against the Packers at some point in this playoffs. I like that they're playing the Bucks because, I mean, it's not the Bucks don't have a great run defense. No, they that's can... their Achilles heel. It's a good matchup for them to go against them. And, and they have a defensive line that could get to the quarterback, and that's uh, Brady's Achilles heel. If you start pressure right yeah, up, and the, the, right up I don't, the middle. The Bucks the secondary isn't that great either. Didn't they beat the so, Bucks this year? Yeah, 35 to 25, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah they good. beat them. Well, we know that's well. That's all she wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Bucks are hurting in the secondary too. Mm-hmm. We'll see, man. You never know. That's why they play the games. Looking forward to it, man. That's right. We'll link back up later and uh, and uh, talk about the oof the preview of the divisional round is going to be fun. Uh, that's mm-hmm. it for this episode of Spin NFL. Thanks so much. Uh, good luck to to everybody whose teams are still in it. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, and we'll catch y'all later. Don't forget, we're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash FinFL if you want to uh, contribute and uh, follow mm-hmm. us on our gambling and our uh, fantasy and all of this stuff. And uh, the Facebook group, SpinFL Pod group on Facebook. We're going to be... Uh, on there actively so thanks to everybody for all your support mm. and we'll catch you next time peace later y'all softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.